0: Welcome to the Talking Bulls podcast. I am your host, Kenyatta Wright, and this is my co host, Greg Love. What's going on? Greg, the Bulls got burnt by the heat. Again. So, we're going to talk all about it and this, about what happened in this game. Regretfully so, me and my partner, but we're going to talk about it after this break. Talking Bulls can now be heard on three separate platforms. Follow us on Spotify, Anchor, and YouTube. Get all your up to date information on the Chicago Bulls right here on Talking Bulls Podcast. So are back on the Talking Bulls podcast. And, Greg, this was just one of those games that gave you a headache. I was waiting for the Bulls, waiting for them to chip, 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 and get back in this game. They even cut it to like about eight. I think six is the lowest that they cut the lead. Um, but the heat just poured it on and um, hit some really, really big threes in this game. Another three-point shooting team that that killed the Bulls. Uh, defensively, I didn't like the, the tactics that the Heat were using. I felt they were dirty. But we'll talk about that in another segment on this show. But right now, I just want us to cover the Bulls. And the Bulls entering this game with seven players under COVID protocol. The latest two players, Ayo DeSumo and Stanley Johnson, that were just picked up on the exception. So Caruso... Alex Caruso returned in this game tonight, uh, gave us very, very favorable minutes, played solid defense out there, even though he didn't get rewarded for doing so. It was, it was good to uh, have Alex back tonight, Greg.
1: Yeah, man. I, I, I think, you know, even with that, you know, kind of boost, it helped a little bit. But, you know, seven guys being out, like, man, Like, it's like every other day somebody's out. Even Stacey King was out due to COPA protocols. So, Uh I mean, it's just, you know, where, like, where is this coming from? Because Stanley Johnson just got there, right? And now he's gone. And, -hmm. like, nobody's coming back. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, okay, maybe Kobe will come back because today would make the 10th day. But nope, not back yet. So, you know, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And again, like, like I said, you know, last time we spoke, hopefully this is just going to be it for the year. Um, I know there's a couple of teams like the 76ers dealt with this. Charlotte's dealing with it now. But I think as far as like the Sixers, they haven't dealt with it in a while. So I'm kind of hoping like, it's like, all right, well, we just going to go through this runtime one time with everybody let them, you know, let's get it out the way early. And then
0: Move forward. Okay, so a couple things that problems I have with this. Number one, how come is every team's best player is the only ones that's catching COVID? The role players don't catch COVID, and the the stars get to stay, but the role players go out, and there's no role players. It's just the stars. The stars seem like the only ones that's catching COVID on every team. So every team is going to take a turn to lose their best player. And another problem I have with this is the league don't have a definitive way that they're going to deal with this. And they don't have a definitive time frame. Like you just mentioned, Kobe has been out more than 10 days. And from what I heard, the the rule is you get 10 days of um, isolation and then they bring you back. Where's Kobe? You you just keep on taking our players away and you're forcing us to play these games with on demand. And that's partially why we got beat tonight really, really bad because we don't have anybody, man. Zach can't play 48 minutes a night. You know what I'm saying? So it's getting to a point now where it's like, I understand you have to do your COVID protocols, but where's our players that have been out earlier before these next guys have been out? Do you get? We need some of these guys back. Got to bring some of these guys back. Tell us what's going on with them. By now we should have seen or uh, heard any um, information on Kobe, whether he tested for COVID and they're going to keep him out some extra days. We should have heard something. But we're not hearing anything. We're just being forced to play these games without our players, and I just think it's highly unfair.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, like you said, you know, I, I, I'm I, also working under the assumption of this that, you know, like you said, like with the 10 days, I'm working on the assumption that he's not having any symptoms still and things like that. Like, if that was the case, okay, fine. I see why you hold him out. But, like, as far – You know, based on the information that I have been able to gather and, you know, what Billy Donovan has said himself, that, you know, most of these guys are sitting at home not having any symptoms. So, I mean, he didn't go into specifics who, but if that's the case, you know, why aren't these guys being let back? You know, are they they still having positive tests or what's the deal? Because basically we're losing guys left and right. Nobody's coming back. We get a hardship exception. And now we need a hardship for the hardship, right? Uh-huh. Like, it's it's just it's
0: just been crazy. And that's the and- thing because now you want to see if we get an exemption exemption because now we lost the player that we used the exemption on, so we ne- we didn't really get in gain anybody. Yeah, Afonso yeah, McKinney, he played the night. He played some solid minutes, solid defense. You know, hit a couple baskets and played solid defense. But what do we do about losing the other exemption guy, Stanley Johnson? You know, are they going to give us another exception um, to replace him? Because no telling when he's going to be back. And he was on a 10-day contract. So if he sits out for 10 days, that basically wipes out the 10 days that he was supposed to play for us. So now, what's that? We basically paid him for nothing, right? Yep. So it's like, yo, this thing is crazy, man. Like, a lot of people not paying attention to it. But now I'm saying, Bulls fans on my Bullseye Facebook group tra- starting to raise their eyebrows. Like, hold up. Yeah, I've been telling y'all on the third player that this is crazy. Now on the seventh player, now y'all decide to take this seriously. They're taking each and every one of our guys out before you know it, we ain't gonna have nobody.
1: Yeah, and you know, I, it's it's really showing as I'm looking at the game, right? Like it's like okay, you have Zach, and I, you know, I'm sure I'm sure you're gonna get at Vooch as we uh, talk about the game, but mm-hmm. you know, I look at Zach, and it's like man, like, I'm thinking, like, he has to be looking around, like, if I don't score, who's going to? Yeah. Like, and, you know, that, like, that is an issue in itself, right? Like, you know, tonight, Zach put up 33, right? Like, it's like, everybody else, as we're looking at it, like, we got, what, 10 points for Troy Brown Jr., Mm-hmm. Ten points for Vooch. Lonzo had fifteen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And nobody else scored in double figures.
0: Yeah, man. It, it's gonna get rough for Zach, man, because uh, and I and I said it on the last podcast, Greg. I, I told you that, you know, with um with the Rosen out, Vooch was gonna have to step up. He's the mm-hmm. he's the second guy that we have. Or Lonzo, either one of them. Lonzo played pretty good, man. He didn't he didn't do too bad, but Vooch. I'm over Vooch, bro. We, we, I, I'm serious. I'm not even laughing. They need to find a trade for him in the offseason. He don't fit our team. Um, I don't expect for him to get better. I, I think this is who he is. He's oh, a yeah. slow player and he don't fit our system. And we play fast, and he he's not a fast type of player. The the yeah. play that got me in this game, Greg, is when um I, I forgot who it was, but we put him in a in a um a pick and pop. And they did the usual pick and pop play and threw the ball out to Vooch and he was wide open for a shot. Vooch passes up the shot and decides to post up. And as he's getting doubled, because the Heat knows how slow he is. So the, 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 then when he sees he tried to get rid of the ball so fast and then couldn't get rid of it and couldn't get it out to a Bulls player. And then the ball got stolen. It was a resulted in a turnover. But you created that because all you had to do was hit that 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 shot, and you was you was wild or even, pop.
1: Or even take the shot, right? Like
0: exactly. E- e- even if he doesn't hit it, right?
1: Like, cause I th- this is the way I look at it. Even if he doesn't necessarily hit it, at least in taking the shot, it says, "Okay, you have to respect me. You have to rotate over. You right. have to guard me because I'm going to take the shot." Now, my my kind of my issue with Vucevic, the first issue I had with Vooch in this game came, I think it was in the first quarter, Mm -hmm. where the Heat ran a high pick and roll against him. Now, like, very high pick and roll where it was a few feet behind the three-point line where the pick came. Vooch was standing at about the free throw line. Tyler Hero just comes running at him full speed and gets the layup. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, man, like, you gave him so much cushion. And yet he was still able to get by you. Mm-hmm. Now, I agree with you on a sense of Vooch is who he is. Right. Like I think at this point, you know, he's not he's not a young player anymore. So it's not like he's going to really learn and evolve his game or or we're gonna be like, oh, what is Vooch gonna turn into? Right? Like we're past that point with him. My thing with Vooch is, you know, even in you saying, Okay, we gotta trade him, we gotta get rid of him. Based on how he's playing, we're not really gonna get anything or anything equal or close to what we gave up for him. And that would kind of be my issue. Like, I don't want to get rid of him just for the sake of getting rid of him. Mm-hmm. Like if if I want if we're gonna get rid of him, I want something in return. Like something that we can use. That's so the, that's
0: the thing though. I still think he has trade value though. <sighs> Not the way he been playing. If you look at this game; it's Trey Van. No, no, no. no. The only, pe- only, the only people that really know that he's playing this bad consistently, really, that I've been hearing is Bulls fans and Bulls Nation that's been saying he's playing inconsistent. But as far as the rest of the league, they really think we got somebody and having Vooch, and we don't. And before they realize it, I think we need to get rid of him. You know, and I, I,
1: I would agree with you from a fan, a fan standpoint right like the large kind of large scale fan audience wouldn't know right like just how they don't talk about the bulls nationally i agree with you there but i would figure any competent gm or scout would look at the look beyond whatever his numbers are and actually look at the film and they'd be like excuse me be like no like we're not I'm, I'm not about to you know let's say give up a first round pick <laughs> like it, let's say any competent you know like right. that that that's the key word could you pull a fast one on somebody possibly <laughs> you know but mm-hmm. i figure any competent GM would look at it and be like nah like based on like he had a really good three game stretch like this year so far
0: mm-hmm.
1: like that like that is it so 27 games into the season
0: he had three really good games. And I, and I thought the other day when I was discussing this on Bullseye Facebook group. Uh, oh, by the way, fans, like and subscribe to my channel. Also, if you can find the Bullseye Facebook group on Facebook, please join that group. It's a, a group with over 2,000 fans in it, and we we have a really good time over there discussing the Bulls. But anyway, I was having this discussion on there the other day, and I picked – it just popped in my head a number, how many good games he had, and I said Three. And it really was three, and you just confirmed it. But yeah, that's that was the number that popped in my head. That's the only amount of games I can really recall him having a good game was three games. So I think he had thirty-seven or thirty-two and fifteen or something like that, and five assists along yeah. those lines. When when he came back from COVID, right? He had that three game stretch where he
1: he played really really well, and since then, like. I I would say the, this kind of stretch, well, since DeMar has been out, this has probably been his worst stretch playing. Mm-hmm. Like I'd say at, at the very least, he's been average, right? Like throughout the rest of the year, I'd say he's been average. Right. And my issue. And I guess as I look at him being average, we didn't, acquire him to be average, right? Like, we acquired him to be an all-star. Like, average is not going to cut it.
0: hmm uh-huh. Well, you know, Greg, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I just think we got to get rid of this guy, man. I think we made a mistake giving up Daniel Gafford. We should have kept him. Uh, we gave up him and Wendell. You know what I'm saying? And... I, it's hard for me to even imagine that AK would part with Vooch because he already put... he. It's like he just put this team together. So he might want to give Vooch some more time. But in my in my opinion, I don't need no more time. This dude garbage. He's garbage. And I'm going to tell you what, what I think is happening. I think, number one, he's used to playing in a small market where nobody's really paying attention to him. Because... Nobody really cared about Vooch when he played in Orlando. I mean, we knew he was an all-star, but how many teams in the league were saying, oh, we really got to prepare for Vucevic? He, he wasn't that guy that people that teams was planning for and, you know, scouting and all of that. And he's having a little bit of a hard time, I think, also playing on a team with other stars where he's not the focal point and just being a, a string to a really good team, being a piece I think he's having a problem with that and adjusting his role. I mean, dude, you don't have to score 30 a night. And some stars have a problem with not scoring 30 a night, Greg. They have a problem with just being part of a team and just dropping 10 points and winning games. And he was losing games and scoring 30. So maybe he's comfortable with just getting stats and losing. I don't know. I'm just speculating a lot of different scenarios at this point that's going running in his head. But this dude ain't he ain't it for us. He ain't. Yeah, I mean
1: I I guess your point about AK, like I don't I don't know what he would want to do. Like you said, he might want to give him more time and figure out figure out his role and kind of define it and everything. And I I don't want to make it sound like i'm making excuses for him but uh, like i said like i've kind of made this point before of like you said big fish small pond in orlando and then comes over to the bulls and it's supposed to be him and zach right like Mm -hmm. the dynamic duo right like that's how it's supposed to work and then you get adjusted to your new team and then you go to the off season and now you go from the dynamic duo to now you are Third, the third
0: wheel trio. <laughs> right?
1: like you, you, you are the third wheel now, right? Yeah. Like it kind of you know, like I said, like it's Damar and Zach. They they get their points, and then you kind of get the scraps, right? That's an adjustment. And then you know you went through COVID and came back and had a good stretch, and now Damar is out, and now I think in large part, like you and I and most Bulls fans, and I'm guessing the Bulls themselves are like, all right, we need you to step up and be that All Star guy again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the past couple games, he's, he's what, putting up 20-plus shots, right? Like, tonight he didn't. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's been putting up 20-plus shots and still not being very efficient with those 20-plus shots. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, like, I think last game, he put up more shots than Zach did and still scored less. So, I think it is him... Trying to adjust and f- figure out his role and figure out who well, he is gonna be on this team.
0: Well, here's the thing, Greg. You the thing is the type of shots that he's missing, I think they are really, really easy shots. Like he's that hook shot, he's I don't even remember hit the last time he made one of those. he has been missing those for the past few games. That, that hook shot, that turnaround hook, and he's mm-hmm. so close at the rim. I'm like, dude, you're tall. Your big and your right face knows what the How can you miss that shot? But he's been missing them. He missed another one in this game. Then he those pick and pops. He's getting these pick and pop shots with nobody around him. He's wide open. I think it's in his head because we've all seen him make those pick and pop shots. And maybe like, you know, the bad games are starting to get to his mind. You know what I mean? But he's starting to miss those pick and pops as well. Dude, you can't even get the pick and pops no more. I, I don't have no use for you. What else can you do? I already know. I Listen, defensively, I, I'm, I already took that on the chin. I already know he's struggling defensively. I already know he's not a defensive stopper, Greg. But your offense too? Nah, now you getting, you're not giving me the offense either. You got to go, dude. You're not going to give me nothing. If you can't give me the offense.
1: Yeah. Know. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe it's just a cold stretch. Right. Like maybe maybe that's it. Maybe, you know, when they play Detroit, maybe he comes out and goes that's not eleven for 15. I want, I want to
0: do it against a good team. That's not I, a good team. He's I mean at this do point, against Detroit.
1: I mean at this point you gotta start somewhere, right? Like you do. <laughs> so you I know don't want, he, I don't
0: want, but I don't want him to get faked out and think because he did that against Detroit, it's gonna be easy peasy against everybody else. Nah, I expect him to be good against Detroit. Detroit sucks. Do that against the Lakers, or not even the Lakers, because I think even the Lakers is on Detroit's level. Do it against Milwaukee, or one of these teams that really, really defends really well, and that should build your confidence up, you know. But doing it against a fraud, and then you think you're going to do that against a contender like Miami was getting at him tonight. Yeah, even yeah. though I I, I like the way they was getting getting at us, but it was a couple dirty plays which I wanted to get around. I didn't like the way this game was being called, Greg. I didn't. I mean, here's my thing. I'm not going to cry because let's, this is Chicago. you know. And if anybody knows about scrappy, ball, scrappy defense and scrappy basketball, it's us in Chicago and Bulls fans that have been watching this since the baby Bulls era. We created scrappiness. So I'm not going to complain about that. But don't call these easy fouls on the other side just because Miami is flailing their arms. But you letting our players get pushed in the back while they're shooting layups, yeah. hit over the head. Um, but you're gonna call clean strips. Caruso stripped the ball twice in this game. Clean strips, they call the foul. We can't play defense no more. We can't strip the ball. I was suggesting something in the Bullseye Facebook group and saying we need to start taking pictures of these type of fouls that they call it and start broadcasting it all over the world all over the social media to show everybody how incompetent these officials are because I'm getting sick and tired of them calling what they want to call and not calling the game the right way. And it's no way in hell you have been officiating in the league for so many years and you don't know how to get the calls right. And I've seen them get let literally let Zach get hit over the head. Literally let Zach get pushed in the back on fire on layups. Zach, Caruso, ball. These guys drive to the paint hard, man, and get hit really hard, and there's no call. But then you want to call people flailing their arms up on the other side, touch fouls, clean strips, you're calling a foul. Where did you get a foul out of that? So you can get a foul out of a clean strip, but you can't get a foul when a guy's clearly being pushed in the back or bumped? Where do you get that from? It's getting to a point where I feel like they're taking advantage of the Bulls.
1: I mean... I don't know, like, I, I feel like...
0: And, and and listen, I don't want the audience to think I'm just coming off as biased because I'm a Bulls fan and I'm a Bulls podcaster, but you gotta take a look for yourself, man. Some of these calls are not adding up. Guys are clearly getting hit. Caruso, these guys drop to the hole hard and get hit and don't get a call. It's just, it's just outrageous. It's outrageous, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I watch the calls and... <sighs> It it, seemed, it 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 seemed like I don't know, I kinda I I the way I've tried to rationalize it is like when you get this kind of new emerging superstar and they haven't yet got those superstar calls, even though they should clearly be getting them. That's how I'm trying to look at it, like, you know, the referees are in this point where they're having to learn to uh, respect hold, the Bulls.
0: No, but hold on, Greg, I'm gonna stop you there real quick before you say anything else. I wanna interject. So on Miami side, Hero, Tucker, all of these role-playing guys could get calls, but Zach Levine can't get a call? These guys ain't in the All-Star game. These guys ain't, ain't, ain't the number one team, in, 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 in uh, number two and number one team in the East, tied for number one. So if any team should be getting a lot of calls in any of these games, it should be the Bulls against the Heat because the Heat is a fifth seed right now in the Eastern Conference. But they get more calls than us. And then people will say, oh well, they... they were calling that in our gym too, the same way. We don't even get home court advantage in Chicago. They call the game the same way they do in our gym as they do on the road. Guys get hit, they don't call it. You have three referees out there. Somebody seen him get hit. I'm not trying to hear that. If I can see it on at home and it's three of y'all on the floor, somebody's seen him get hit. It's just not adding up, man. It's just not adding up. And I'm really getting sick and tired of it. And the Bulls need to start getting more respect. They're one of the best teams in the East. They're there for a reason. You know what I'm saying? They're not scrubs. I mean, I just feel like we just need more respect from the league. I'm not saying come out there and give us every call. But just give us our respect. The same way you're giving these other teams respect when they get hit and they get knocked over the head and they get knocked to the ground. Give us that same respect. Our players out there playing hard, man, you know? And they're just not getting any calls, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I do think at the very least, if you are – not that, like you said, the Bulls need to get every call. But at the very least, call it down the middle.
0: Call it fair.
1: That's all yeah, I'm saying.
0: Yeah, and I mean – how you get to get physical with me, but I can't get physical with you? If you're going to let it be a physical game, let it be a physical game on both sides. They don't get to shove me and push me around, but I can't even touch them on the arm. That, that's not even. It's not even. If you're going to let it be a physical game, let it be a physical game. Okay, I'm cool with that. But don't let them push our players and knock our players around, but we can't even touch their players or even breathe on them, and it's a foul. That ain't right. That that's mean you're fixing the game. That's the way I see that. And I hate to come off as a vent and cry, baby, man, but this game was just poorly officiated. I'm sorry. This is one of the worst officiated games I've seen all year. And I've never vented like this over a game. But this game was just poorly officiated. It, It really was. But at the same time, the Bulls were down, guys. You know, and they definitely... The Bulls were down, guys, and they definitely was not gonna come back in this game. Down, guys, and having calls against them as well. So the Bulls are just in a tough predicament, man. They're going through COVID protocols. They got seven guys out through the COVID protocol, and then they have to go in and play um, Eastern Conference contenders like the Heat under man and not get any calls. So it just it sucks to be a Bulls fan right now. And it, last week, the week before, we were happy. Now our whole world has just t- changed, right? For the worse. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm
1: just hoping the Bulls can weather this storm. Like, I feel like once we get past this, then we'll, we'll be all right. We'll get back on track and then go ahead and do what we got to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 I look at it, I'm like, I'm glad that they got off to such a hot start because if they were average or below, they'd be digging themselves a very, very big hole but because you know we are on the top end of the east if you know hopefully like I said hopefully at the very least we can tread water so that way you know as we climb back up and fight through the standings it won't be
0: such a steep climb and you know what's my biggest fear what's that I'm going to have to rely on Vooch even more now that I hate his guts (laughs) and I'm done with them. but listen he's the only person that we really have out there so I'm going to have to hope that he does well. Because, yeah, this is a tough stretch Stretch we're coming up on. And I wouldn't even be surprised if we end up at the bottom of the East at the eighth seed, man. Because, listen, these seeds are so close. If you look at the standards, the teams are literally separated from the from the top two seeds to the bottom seed, uh, eight and seven seed, by, by a few games, Greg, by four or five games. So if the Bulls go on a five game losing streak, they can find themselves at the bottom of the East. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's that's true. I mean, I'm hoping it doesn't come, it doesn't get to that. But at the same time, even if that was the case, I feel like once
0: everybody's back, they'd be able to climb out of that hole. But without you know what I thought about though, Greg? They should have won those gimme games. Cause had we won those gimme games, we would have had a, a little cushion to lose a few games. Yeah. Until our guys got back. Now we we right in the middle of the pack, and if we lose like three in a row, we quickly knocked out of position. And we could easily do that with being down so many guys. That's what I'm saying. They got to start sending our players back, man. This is unfair and it's abuse. Like you forcing our, us to play undermanned. And play. They should have postponed some of these games. They should have because, listen, losing a couple players is one thing. Greg, we lost seven players, two yeah. injuries. So that's about what nine players. Yeah. Oh, Caruso's back. So what? What eight players then?
1: Uh, I mean, we we have the league mandated minimum amount of players to play. So they weren't gonna cancel the game, even even though. Like you said, like not only are we we losing some of our best players consistently. It's like, oh, Derek Jones had a good game. All right, well, he's gonna be on the COVID list. Demar derozan has <laughs> been doing it. All right, let's put him on the COVID list, right? Like, hey, yo, too, yep. And, and it's like I I'm just waiting for them to put Zach on the
0: COVID list at this point. I think like, Zach already was on the co- no, that was last year, right?
1: Yeah, like that. Like that's that's what I'm waiting for at this point for them to be like, all right. Zach, you've been playing too well. It's time for you to go to the COVID list. Sit down for 10 days.
0: Don't it seem like that, though, that they're picking and choosing who they want to put on the COVID list?
1: Yeah. I, I guess the only thing that doesn't fit would be Stanley Johnson because he ain't even get a chance to do nothing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah. listen, man, um, it, it's going to suck if this thing ruins our whole season because this is the type of thing that can ruin every all the hard work that we've done at the beginning of the year. People say, well... The season just started, it's early. It doesn't matter, but we had a lot of momentum. We was at the top of the East, and we just beat the number one team in the East, the number one team that everybody claims is going to win the title in the East. And we beat them twice. And we solidified solidified ourselves as one of the top two seeds in the Eastern Conference, was tied with the Nets, about to take the the, the Eastern Conference crown, take the the number one seed in our possession, and then you start taking our players away. So I just felt like this was the very worst time to do this to us because it could take us our morale from believing we were the best in the East. We're on a road to pushing us to the bottom of the East and making us feel like, okay, we're a bottom dweller. We have to fight to make the playoffs again. It can make that difference, Greg, uh, your morale and how you think based on where you are. Yeah. I just felt like that killed our momentum because we were on a high especially coming after that Nets win. And this was right after that Nets win. And I'm like, man, like, why did this have to happen now? We started feeling good about ourselves, started believing that we're the best in the East, and then this this, this stuff started happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like I, like I said, like, I'm just kind of hoping they just get this over and done with. Whatever they're going to do, let's, you know, just do it.
0: Kobe and Javante need to be on their way back. We need them back. They've been out for more than ten days.
1: Javante, I think he's been out. This is—I think this is his eighth day. Okay, he got two more days. Yeah, Kobe today would have been the tenth day. Okay. So yeah, because I—I I looked at it at the days that they actually officially listed them as out. So if I'm going off of those days. Then, let's see, Stanley Johnson was today. Iowa was today. Derrick Jones was December 9th. Matt Thomas was December 8th. Oh, DeMar was December 7th. Javante was December 4th. And Kobe was December 1st.
0: Let's say that the, the league doesn't bring back um the Bulls, uh, players in a timely fashion. What do you think they should do? What do you think the Bulls should do?
1: I don't even know what they can do at this point. You
0: because... don't think they should follow a grievance?
1: Well,
0: yeah. No, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, what if the team comes back? What if the test results come back that that these players were not COVID, did not have COVID? What do you think the Bulls should do about being sabotaged, clearly, losing their players for all of these games and, and throwing them out of first place? What do you think the Bulls should do about that? They should file a grievance. I mean, even so, this oh, is go not, to the it, players' union, do something, because that's not right, man. They were on their way at the top of the league, at the top of the Eastern Conference, and then you do this and pull this and push them out of position. It's yeah, just it's not right.
1: Yeah, but I would say even in filing agreements or going to the players' union, I assume this is how it would go. The NBA would come back and say, oh, we did it as a safety precaution – it wasn't – I mean, they're not going to just come out and say, like, yeah, we did it on purpose to sabotage the Bulls. They would say that it was a player safety precaution, player safety issue. That's yeah, why. but here's
0: my thing. It doesn't matter what you say because at the end of the day, you were you were wrong. They were not COVID. They, they didn't have COVID. So why did you basically sat them down for no reason? The league always try to find their way to clean things up, but they do a poor job of it. So if they did come out and do that, Greg, I would be like, man, it doesn't matter. The Bulls would have a, every right to file a complaint because it's just. But who they file a complaint again with? The same people that implemented this. So you're right, Greg. It's no point.
1: Like what? Uh, yeah. What and what? And even even if, and whoever a judge or whoever agrees with them, I don't think it has any impact this year. So like what? Like what? Like what is going to be the gain?
0: Uh, I don't, I don't know what the Bulls are gonna do, man. I just, they definitely can't win any games as currently constructed. You know, I even think Detroit's gonna whip us. If Cleveland beat us the way they did, I think Detroit's gonna do the same thing. Yeah,
1: i I could see it, I, and I, I try to the way I analyze it with the Heat, because to be fair, the Heat were missing Jimmy Butler and Bam, so. I, We'll give them that. But the way I looked at it is like, okay, how many kind of, if we're looking at scoring, who's going to score, who's going to really score for us and who would really score for them, right? So as I looked at the Heat, I'm like, okay, probably Tyler Hero would score for them. Probably uh, Kyle Lowry and maybe Duncan Robinson would contribute some, right? Mm-hmm. And then I look at the Bulls, and I'm like, okay, Zach, that is a given who's going to score for us. And then it gets kind of dicey because it's like, okay, I would want to say Vooch, but Vooch is not showing me that. I mean, Lonzo, he's not really a scorer. He's a playmaker pass for his point guard. Kind of same with Caruso to where he's up the offense as opposed to looking to score. So, I kind of look at it like Zach is kind of outnumbered 3-1. to And then even going to Detroit, or just, you know, these games going forward, you know, as I'm looking at it, it's like, if we, you know, if we're sticking with Zach, who else are we looking at to to score? Because since DeRozan's been out the past four games.
0: uh, It's going to have to be Lonzo, man.
1: Levine had 31, 32, 23, and
0: 33.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, nobody else is coming close to being the leading scorer in any of those games. And it's not because, you know, Zach's being a ball hog, but it's literally because, I guess, like, and not really to compare him to Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan's early days, when you look around, it's like nobody around Jordan He's like, yeah, I got to score because if I don't, who else will? Yeah, when they
0: took the Rosen out, that really hurt us. When they took DeRozan, that really hurt us. That was the one that made me really upset when they took DeRozan. I'm like, yo, out of all the players, you really took our best leading scorer away with this stupid COVID nonsense? And he better have COVID. And they still haven't confirmed it yet. He better have COVID. Because you basically hindered and handicapped our team by taking these players away. And then... After we miss the playoffs or we drop in the standings, you're going to come with some lame-ass excuse. And I don't want to hear it. You hindered our season by taking our key players away from us and trying to force us to win with exemption players. Who does this? What league do they do this? Before you even have a confirmed um, um, COVID status. Well, I I, could,
1: I can't say this. They do it in the, uh, in the MLB, too, because something similar happened to the Red Sox. Mm -hmm. But the only issue is when we talk about the MLB or the NFL, their rosters are much larger. So the impact isn't necessarily as great because, you know, like in the NFL, we got a 53-man roster, right? Like, we're looking at, you know, a a 15-man roster Mm -hmm. for the NBA. And of that 15, what, we're talking about eight or nine players that really get to play? Mm -hmm. Right? So anybody who's missing is going to make a more significant impact. Mm -hmm. So, and especially, like you said, like you take DeMar, like somebody who is your leading scorer, like somebody who is contributing, that's like taking, you know, a quarterback off the team, right? Like, or taking Mm -hmm. your starting pitcher off the team. Like, (laughs) that's that's what it is. I I guess I want to say, like, I want to agree with you as far as how it – impacted our season, how I could potentially take the season. But I will reserve that until the end of the season so that way I can reflect upon it. Because if the Bulls recover, right, like we still finish top, top in the East, then this really doesn't really matter too much.
0: Well, I'm so, going to tell you something. Like, now the pressure is on Arturis to go get a big man at the trade deadline. And he better do it because I'm going to tell you what. If you think what we're going through now or something, enter the playoffs without a big man. I think we're going to have the shortest playoff run in the history of Chicago Bulls. I mean... Out in the first round.
1: I mean, honestly... Depending
0: on who we play, yeah. Depending on who we play. If we play a team that plays small ball, we probably going to go a little further. But if we play a big team in the first round, I got us losing the first round.
1: I mean, honestly, I feel like... <laughs> And I know this this isn't gonna happen. But I mean, if we could swap
0: uh, Vucevic for Sabonis, that would be great. <laughs> oh, I suggested that the other day, man. I, I would love Sabonis on this team. Yep, and yeah, I mean, he plays really good. But I heard he, but he's kind of struggling. Uh, he struggles defensively as well, though. Yeah, he does. But he plays with more fire and more confidence on the offensive end, and that's what we're missing at Vuce. You know, Vooch don't have that fire. And here's my thing, Greg. You can have a bad game. You mm-hmm. can miss shots, but can you work on your enthusiasm a little bit? Vooch don't even look like he really cares. Look like he just goes through the motions out there. Uh. <laughs> but you know, we'll, we'll see, man. What happens, man? But my mind is made up on Mr. Vooch. I'm done with him, man. I'm done with him. Um. Unless, if the Rosen and these guys can't come back in the next few games, man, we're toast. Depending on um, Vucevic or anybody else besides Zach Levine to carry us. When we come back, man, we're going to close out the show in a tough loss tonight, right after this. What up, Bulls
1: fans? I'm Greg Love, co-host of Talking Bulls. Follow us on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube. Like us, rate us, and review us. You can also follow me on Twitter at GLove89. What up, Bulls fans? I'm Greg Love, co host of Talking Bulls. Follow us on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube like us, rate us, and review us. You can also follow me on Twitter at GLove89.
0: Alright, we reached the end of the show, Greg. So, tell our listeners where they can find you, my brother. Alright, you can find me on Twitter at GLove1989. Um. Yes, follow Greg on Twitter, man. He's a great guy, knowledgeable guy of the big game of basketball. And I'm glad I chose him as a co-host. Also like, yes, yes, Greg. Also like and subscribe to our channel. It really helps us keep on bringing you great content. Um, And uh, man, a tough one tonight. I'm going to always be a Bulls fan, always be a Bulls supporter, but I just see rainy days ahead. And it couldn't have come at a more unfortunate time, but I'm gonna try to believe. And, you know, if you know if there's any positives out of the night, we're still um, in second place. You so know, we're
1: Third now, because well, I guess
0: uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee surprised us, but they're tied yeah. with us though. Yeah,
1: they're tied, but I
0: think it's because Those percentage of, points. Yeah, yeah. It's wow, fine. so we're third. Wow. Well, we'll get it. We'll get it back, man. You know, we just gotta fight, man. We gotta really fight now instead of winning up a talent. We gotta be those gritty bulls that we used to be. Well, thanks for thanks for listening, Chicago Bulls fans. Go Bulls. Have a good night. Go Bulls.